بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم بارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يتع الله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما وبعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله تعالى وخير الهدى هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار My brothers, my sisters, my students in Islam, listen up. This is the time of the acceptance of the dua. And it is the time when Salahuddin Ayyubi, may Allah have mercy upon him, on the battle of Hittith, waited on the Friday until the khatibs had all gone up on their members. And then he raised up his hands and he made dua to Allah to give victory. And then he declared the war upon Jerusalem to take Jerusalem back. This is the time of istijaba. This is the time that the people who are upon Islam wait for. This is the time that they wait for on the day of Friday for all their du'as that they have to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So don't waste this time by playing around or fooling around. Don't waste this time by talking around or by mucking around. Spend this time making the, the fervent du'a that you have, asking Allah for whatever you want in the heavens and the earth and it will be yours. Ya khuti, my brothers, my sisters, Islam. In the battle over Kabul, which is one of the biggest battles that was ever recorded in the Muslim Ummah, this was about 1,000 years ago. 1,000 years ago, about the year 400 or something after Hijrah, it was reported that the person who was fighting the battle, his name was Qutaybah ibn Muslim, one of the great Muslim generals. And as he was preparing for his battle at the night before the big battle, he was walking past the army tents and he found one person only awake. And that one person was raising his hands up to Allah and he was saying, Ya Hayyu, Ya Qayyum, Bi Rahmatika Astaghith. Oh Allah, oh the one who is ever living, oh the one who, is, who has perfect life, Al Hayy, the one who is ever living, Al Qayyum, the one who has perfect life. O oh Allah, bi rahmatika, by your mercy, I seek refuge. Meaning, in the battle tomorrow, I seek refuge in your mercy from and, and protection in your mercy, O oh Allah. And so Qutayb ibn Muslim was reported that he made a comment. He said, Wallahi, those hands are more beloved to me than 1,000 soldiers. Those hands that are raised up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, making dua to Allah, are more beloved to me than a 1,000 soldiers. Because you see the difference between a God who is false and a God who is true is that He answers the dua. The difference between Allah who is a true God and the other gods who are all false is that Allah answers dua when we ask Him. And that is why every single time you speak to Allah, Allah will speak back to you. Do not ever think that He does not speak. Do not ever think He doesn't think about you. Do not ever think He doesn't respond. He always responds. That is the facility of 
of a God that is the true God, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who responds back. And that is why again and again and again in the Quran, in 500 verses, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us not to make dua to any other God except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 500 verses out of 5,000 something verses. Meaning what? Meaning approximately 10% of the Quran is about making dua to Allah and not to make dua to anyone else other than Allah It is for this reason why why Salahuddin Ayyubi waited for the, for the hour of acceptance. And that is why also uh, Qutayb ibn Muslim also found that that was the greatest thing that he could find in his army at that day, which was the people that were making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So ask yourself, my brothers, my sisters in Islam, what sort of dua do you make to Allah? And do you ennoble your dua and do you beautify your dua? In one authentic narration, it was reported that Rasulullah sallallahu was with one of his companions, some of his companions, and he was passing by the house of none other than Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And Abdullah ibn Mas'ud was making dua. And the fact that the Prophet could hear him making dua shows that when we make dua, when we make dua in secret, we should do it with a voice that is audible not only to you, but perhaps someone else next to you could do it. Meaning that was the sunnah of the Prophet That when you make dua, the person next to you could hear it. This is if you're doing it in secret. So when you're doing it, when no one else is there around you, do not just say it lightly, do say it a little bit loudly, tiny bit loudly. In one authentic narration it was reported, that Rasulullah came out and he heard Umar making dua very loudly. And then he passed by the house of Abu Bakr and Abu Bakr was making dua but couldn't hear at all. So the Prophet in this authentic hadith in Bukhari, he said, Irbu ala anfusikum, take control of yourselves. You're not calling upon someone who is asamman wala ghaiba. You're not calling upon a God who, is, who cannot hear, nor is he ghaib, is, is he absent, his knowledge is everywhere. So therefore, when you make dua in private, you should do it like this. Oh Allah, oh Allah, la ilaha illa anta. So can you see that? I can hear it and the person next to me can hear it. And perhaps the second or third person can hear it. But no one else can hear it, right? So when you're on your own, like in your car, for example, or you might be walking down the road, make a dua that is a little bit louder than just only you can hear it. Because every single thing around you will witness for you and the angels will hear it and they will say Ameen, Ameen to your dua as well. And if you are in public, then only make dua that only you can hear to yourself. And that was what was reported from the Prophet as well, that he would also make dua when he was in public to himself. And that is why the Sahaba did not see much except his mouth moving and only sometimes heard the Prophet making tasbih or istighfar, not loudly as people do. Today it is the total opposite. People when they're in public, they make loud dua so everyone can hear. Or when they're in secret, they make quiet dua so nobody, not even themselves, they can hear. It's the other way around. It's the other way around. That's number one. Number two, seek out the best times and the best of ways to, to, to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The best of ways of making dua to Allah is to be in the worst of situations to make the highest of dua. The more difficulty you are, the better and the better quality of your dua. So in this authentic narration that was reported, which is in Bukhari, Rasulullah passed by the house of Ibn Mas'ud and Ibn Mas'ud made the following type of dua. Listen to what he said. 
He said, Oh Allah, he praised Allah copiously with his beautiful names. Oh Allah, you are the greatest of the great. Oh Allah, you are the mightiest. Oh Allah, you are the most beautiful. You are the most loving, the most kind, the most gentle, the most giving. So he made dua to Allah by mentioning all the beautiful names of Allah And then thereafter he mentioned how weak he is and how miserly and how poor he is. Oh Allah, look at me. Oh Allah, I'm just a human being. They laugh at my legs, he said. Because you know when Ibn Mas'ud's legs were, were seen, they used to be so tiny, people used to laugh, look at his tiny legs. So he made dua to Allah, oh Allah, look at my being, I'm so weak, I'm so frail, I can't even, even lift a rock, I cannot even, even uh, defend your, your, uh, your army when, when we are attacked, oh Allah, I am such a weak human being. So he made dua to Allah with his weaknesses. How many weaknesses do we have, guys? We have so many weaknesses from physical weakness to perhaps our skills are limited, our knowledge is limited, our money is limited, so many things are we limited. We speak to Allah, we tell Him that, Oh Allah, look at me, I've become old. Oh Allah, look at me, I've become weak. Oh Allah, look at me, I am so sick. Oh Allah, look at me, I have no money. Oh Allah, look at me, Oh Allah. So you beg Allah like a beggar. So this is the second thing He did. The third thing He did is that He spoke about the good deeds that He, that he, that he did for Allah Oh Allah, I believed in your Prophet. Oh Allah, just to believe in your Prophet is a good deed. Oh Allah, I believed in your Prophet. I believed in your deen. Oh Allah, I defend your Prophet whenever it comes up. So he told Allah in his dua all the things that he did which were good deeds. So tell Allah in your dua, Oh Allah, I listen to you. Oh Allah, I'm learning your book. Oh Allah, I, I'm good to my parents. Oh Allah, I don't waste food. I don't. Uh, do anything wrong, I don't steal, I don't hit anybody, oh Allah, I am always there to pray your salawat, every salah, even when I'm tired, oh Allah, I pray, every good deed that you can mention. And then he asked, then he made dua to Allah asking first by salutations of Rasulullah sending his salah to Rasulullah then he asked for the dua, do you know what dua he asked for? He said, Oh Allah, I ask you to enter Jannah with your Prophet. Oh Allah, I ask you to enter Jannah with Murafaqat al-Nabi with the companionship of Rasulullah And the Prophet heard his dua and he said, Is'al tu'ta, ask us, O Masood, ask now, ask now, Allah will give it to you. Allah will give it to you. Shaykh Wati, the hadith is amazing. If you read that hadith, it says, SubhanAllah, all you have to do is ask Allah All you have to do is ask Allah and Allah will give it. All you have to do is ask Allah and Allah will give it. So Khwati, my brothers, my sisters, my little friends in Islam, don't be of those people who waste these opportunities. What we have now is a time for action. What will come soon in the grave will be a time of inaction. And we will need these, these, these deeds at that time. So make your dua count in this time aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa li salim muslimin kulli dhanbin fastaghfiru innahu al-ghafur rahim bismillah alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi man walah the scholars also mentioned some of the best times to make dua as well one of the best times to make dua is right after doing a good deed so imagine you did a good deed, like giving sadaqah or charity, or feeding somebody food, or you listened to your mom and you made her happy, or you just recited the Quran, or you just finished your salah, 
or for example you helped a poor person or you did any good deed out there that you can think of that is a good deed which Allah likes then straight away raise your hands and make dua to Allah get into the habit my friends are making dua to Allah and asking Allah for whatever you ask and whatever you want. Allah did not create us in order to put us in Jahannam and to punish us. Allah created us so that we could be in Jannah with Him and we could have an eternity in Jannah with Him. So make every single moment count. Make every single moment count where you can make a dua to Allah after doing a good deed, make sure you do it. Because it will, it will inshaAllah, inshaAllah, be answered by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the positive sense. ثُمَّ عَلَمَ أَيُّهَا الْمُسْلِمُونَ أَنَّ اللَّهَ أَمَرَكُمْ فِي الْقُرْآنِ الْكَرِيمِ قَائِلَ جَلَّ جَلَالُهُ وَتَقَدَّسَتْ أَسْمَاهُ إِنَّ اللَّهَ مَلَائِكَتَهُ يُصَلُّونَ عَلَى النَّبِيِّ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا صَلُّوا عَلَيْهِ وَسَلِّمُوا تَسْلِيمًا اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم اغفر المسلمين والمسلمات المؤمنين والمؤمنات الأحياء منه والأموات اللهم انصر دينك وكتابك وسنة نبيك صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اجعل هذا البلد آمنا مطمئنا وسائر بلاد المسلمين آمين يا رب العالمين ثم علموا أيها المسلمون عباد الله إن الله يأمر بالعد والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينحى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله العظيم الجليل يذكركم ولا ذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون أقيم الصلاة